Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so yesterday I saw a headline about this missing woman uh, in Zion National Park. And I opened up the article and I started to read it and then I was like, wait, I don't even actually know enough about this story. Uh, and then I shut it down, and thankfully, Bradley, you came to the rescue on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Yeah, so many of you have probably heard about this missing hiker. She was found in Zion National Park. Well, first she was missing, right? Um, and we didn't know what happened to her. Then she was found, and I remember when I first read that she was found, I, was, I always think these stories are interesting because you'll remember it wasn't but probably a year or two ago. It's probably been like 10 years now, but uh, it all runs together. There was the story about this mom who was like running and mm-hmm. then she disappeared and then she came back and said she'd been like kidnapped by mm-hmm. these people and everyone was like, well, but there's no proof of that and it's your story doesn't hold up and what it sounds a little question. Did that I just sort of know. go away? I think it kind of did. Yeah. But on October 18th, um, 12 days after being lost in Utah's Zion National Park, Holly Courtier was found alive by rescuers in the park. And when this story first came out, what I thought was interesting and why I was like, put a pin in that story because this doesn't add up. There were very little details about how, because the story as they told it was that like some, some hikers were out and they found her. And I was like, well, was she incapacitated? Uh, was she just like aimlessly wandering? Like wh- under what circumstances? And we know very little. Um, but now we're starting to get a clearer picture and the clearer picture is even murkier so she'd been missing for almost two weeks and um as i said she was located after uh, a tip came in that there was a possible sighting but authorities are like yeah so here's the problem um the statements the family is giving and the statements that the park is giving don't add up so something is amiss here Now, her family had told CNN previously after she was found that the 38-year-old had stayed close to a river, which was then a source of water while she was missing, explaining how she could have been missing for two weeks and survived, because you obviously Mm -hmm. can't survive in the wilderness for two weeks without drinking water, or anywhere for that matter, in a room, right? Um, And here's what the uh, sergeant of Washington County Sheriff's search and rescue team told local news if she'd been drinking that water unless she had some really high immune system she would have been very very ill and probably unable to come out on her own 
So she either took a lot of water with her, should be weird, right? or had another clean water source that was near here. But the river, the Virgin River in this case, is the one that her family says she had access to, was not that source. So if she, again, if she had consumed that water for 12 days, she would have died because the water was not clean. Okay, so I have about a thousand other questions. Yeah, and I can tell you that you probably are not going to get answers at this point, but please tell us more. What was she doing there in the first I mean, like, when she went missing, like, what were the circumstances? Was she like, hey, guys, I'm going out for a walk somewhere? Or, you know, like, what... Oftentimes when somebody goes missing, there's, like, a story that precedes that, right? Like, or, or did she just, like, vaporize and they didn't and they called in the missing person report Do you um, see what i mean i don't think there's much of a backstory okay. just from what i remember reading she had gone out for a solo hike um i'm just looking quickly back to make sure i'm not missing anything yeah she had apparently her older sister had said that she wasn't in a good space when she left for a quote journey of fasting okay um I'm going to need to pick at that a little bit. Right. She apparently thought that she had had, um, I think this is her sister saying, I really thought she had a mental breakdown, was not in the right state of mind when she decided to take this journey and didn't tell people where she was going. But again, the interesting thing about that is, and this is the problem, the, the facts don't add up. Like, okay, so you can mysteriously disappear for two weeks, but where were you for those two weeks? Right. I mean, the implication, I guess, could be that she really wasn't missing for two weeks, at least in the wilderness, um, which you may say to yourself, okay, so big deal. She sat out in her house and then, like, ran out in the woods because everybody was looking for her. And she was right. like, look at me. You found me. The problem is, think about all the time, resources, money, et cetera, that went to looking for this lost mm-hmm. woman. Um So it, it kind of gives me the impression that they're trying to create a different story to kind of keep people from looking at what actually happened. Right. So unless um, and un- unless and until she tells people what actually happened, right now the the stories just don't add up. That is so interesting. And yeah, the the sergeant, uh, the sheriff sergeant said, "There's a lot of country in that area." He said, "If you go off trail, it will be it will be virtually impossible to find somebody unless they want to be yeah. found," which kind of to your point bradley it's like did she just go away somewhere else and then want to be found on the trail and show up because again my whole question was how did people just accidentally find her Mm -hmm. and was she just like but there's no detail what was she doing in that moment i also want to know like what condition was she in when they found her yeah right like did she seem dehydrated or did she seem you know well no she was not near death because in fact um they say that she would have not been able to get out on her own. So the fact oh, right. that she was able to get out on her own indicates that she was, you know, drinking and bebopping around. So more shall be revealed, I would imagine. But this is just one of those stories where whenever, like, I don't know why, but whenever you see like this, um, I don't know. When I see stories like this, I just think, um, something doesn't add up. Yeah, something's funky. Somebody lying about something. something. And the mere fact that her own family was like, she might not have been in the right frame of mind when she left. I wonder if this is the kind of thing Nancy Grace would get on. I wonder what she has to say about it. Oh, she did actually send us a message. Okay. So big. (laughs) 
need to get more Nancy Grace quotes because she's kind of a one-trick pony. She is. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is cheat day because each and every Friday we like to try something that we don't normally eat. We're going to cheat and you're going to want to tune in for this one because I know you've been curious about it after this on My Talk 1071. It is Friday on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And what do we do on Fridays, you guys? Cheat. Dirty, rotten cheetah. Cheat day. It's a cheat show. Stick this in your mouth. Uh, so the thing that we're about to stick in our mouth is a hot, a hot commodity. Oh, hey. And it's hot. Sticking um, something hot in our mouth. hey Holly, you, you uh, were the, uh, you birthed the idea for today's oh. Cheat Day Friday, and you made it happen. You, Do you actually wanna... birthed these? She birthed it. It was truly a crowning achievement, I have to say. <laughs> well done. So what did you bring for us today? The Dunkin' Donut New Spicy Ghost Pepper Donut. Uh, I gotta say I'm nervous about this. Well, yeah, because it's ghost pepper. That's like that spice. Can I just say I don't understand stunt peppers? Mm. Like people who like put super spice, like here's this one chip you can eat and it's gonna blow your mind and your face off. (laughs) So is that what this is supposed to do to our mouth? Donut style? Uh, I don't think that the heat is supposed to be that strong, but maybe it is because it's a ghost pepper and ghost peppers are supposed to be extremely high on the heat index. I forget what they call that. There's an actual name for it. They're called the like Bapumans or something. What's it called? Um... Squealators. Are you making words up right now? uh, Pepper hotness scale. There's a legitimate scale for Mm. pepper hotness. Yeah. I just didn't know if Bradley was close to the words. Okay, there it is. Scovilles. Mm -hmm. Okay, can I? I have a question about this before we get into it. Is the ghost pepper supposed to be in the the sprinkles on the top or in the actual donut baked in? Um. That I can't answer for you. However, I can tell you that it's strawberry flavored ice cream mm. and then featuring a bold cayenne and strawberry ghost... flavored icing. Yes. Okay. Not ice cream. Yes. Did I say ice cream? Mm-hmm. I want okay. ice cream. Other things on our mind. <laughs> Clearly. <Yeah. laughs> uh, and uh, featuring a bold cayenne and ghost pepper spice so, blend. Just to okay. give you an indication of where ghost peepers fall i actually that's not going to do me any good so ghost pepper oh my god okay so a bell pepper is zero mm-hmm. pepperoncinis 100 to 500 scovilles mm-hmm. um a jalapeno for example 2500 to 8000 okay ghost pepper 855000 <gasps> to 1041000 okay no 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 i'm scared now are you guys scared at all? Yeah, like I'm not. I'm gonna let you go first. I've never been afraid of a donut. You take a sniff. I. It smells like donut. It smells like. It looks like a cute little donut yeah. that, like, some, you know, twelve year old girl would be really excited about. Okay, so I've or like torn <laughs> mine 45 up. Forty five year old man. I, and I've never, like I said, never been afraid of a donut. I'm afraid of this donut. I've torn it, and I'm still afraid. It smells that very donuty. The bite I'm gonna take is gonna be too big, but I'm gonna right, go put it small. in your keister. Will I you mean, in your to- pie hole. <laughs> It'll come out your keister. That's going to burn. Well, okay. First of all, I just want to say, I'm the only one who has this thing close yeah, to my mouth. Yeah, because it's your turn first. But you guys are going to all do it. Yeah, totally. Well, yes. But we have to... I want to see your donuts. you have to do it first. It's right here. Show yeah, me your here. donuts. I'm sniffing my donut. So she's eating it. 
And it's probably going to be a delayed reaction. Oh, sure. Like, what does it taste like? Oh, she's not making a good face. She's making an ish face. Ooh. Yeah. It it comes around and kind of gets you. What is that flavor like? I like it. Why? What are you tasting? (laughs) Give me adjectives. There's like a weird sort of front end earth flavor. Front end earth flavor? What the hell? Dirt? Like, it's not like super big on the. Um, the fruity flavor, it just tastes like earth. I don't know. Earth? Yeah, it tastes like dirty Ollie? earth. And then you get like a little, it's not, it's not too hot. It's just not good, I think. This is like having hot tamales sprinkled yeah. on top of your donut. It's okay. It I doesn't, yeah. it's not going to, oh. you're not going to cry. Do you see, are you getting the dirt? No, that's dumb. Why would you do that? Right? What, just the whole thing? Yeah, it's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's way too hot. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like if you like hot tamales, you'll like this donut. Ew. That is what it tastes like. You're right, Holly. It's but it's like more than a hot tamale tamales. because mm-hmm. to your earth point, there's like a Right? It tastes like a pepper. Like That's a the, bell yes. pepper. You know that bell pepper mm-hmm. um back end? That's what I mean by oh, earth. Oh, it's too hot though. Jeez, it tastes my... like earth. So just for like reference, earth. I took a little taste. Spit it out. It is burning the inside it's of still my throat. In there. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. So here's my strategy for having the rest of this half. Do you want this, this? part's going in the garbage, and this part's going to go in my mouth? Is that not have the heat in it? I don't think. Are you so. going to pick Let off the top and then just eat the cakey donut part, which is like a total Holly move? Yeah, uh-huh. you're good. You're good if you just eat the the donuty part. So all the heat is in the frosting it's, and the sprinkles. I think it's in the sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is not good. It makes me want to vomit. If mm. I ate that whole donut, I would literally have a gag reflex. That hot, when something gets that hot, it makes me kind of barfy. Like right now, I'm sweating. Okay, well, really? I highly recommend yeah. you separate, you, because I really think this will help, and I'm not just saying that because it helped me. Separate it and eat just like a little bite of just the bottom. Because it just, like, neutralizes it. I've been told to do that before. But there's some stuff on the bottom. Is there? I think you'll be okay with just the bottom. It just tastes like a cakey donut. I don't... This... I'm with you, Bradley. The stunt... The stunt hot? The stunt heat? This is for dudes. Not just dudes, but, like... The novelty of it. It's like Warheads. Oh, God, I have this really hot donut, man. It's so hot. It's like the time that I used... There was this guy... That was friends with a guy that we would go to the Mongolian barbecue restaurant. Oh. And his whole thing was putting on so much heat that he would literally sweat. Like, like it was a, just, like it was a badge of that. honor. And I was like, I have a question. But, but there goes the food. Right. Thank you. It's a waste of food. So Delicious. I have, a, I have a question. Yes. Is that. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, 
as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Like guys who drive really big pickup trucks, like the same thing where it's like you've got to prove some kind of point. I don't know what the point is. I don't know. There is like some sort of like weird personal competition with yourself. I don't know. Like but, I just I will tell you I live with a person who loves hot stuff yeah. and it I frequently get frustrated with him because he will douse food in hot sauce before he even tastes it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how was that? And he's like, it was good. And I'm like, did you even taste it before you put the hot sauce? No, it was, but I like the hot sauce. So okay, essentially, so you're like not... all food becomes a delivery for hot sauce, yeah, and then and everything like, tastes is... like hot sauce. I wonder that you, the brains must just be wired different. That you're getting a like he's getting a pleasurable experience out of that, right? I will say I have a, my my older brother is like loves heat. So like whenever we'd go to Gandhi Mahal, he would you know you you order in levels, yeah, and he was like whatever the highest level is, whatever the heatiest heat is that no, gets because... you all hot and bothered. And Indian spicy yes. is a whole separate level than say like Mexican spicy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so oh I and I literally could not even dab my fork in his spicy. Guys, yeah. we gotta rate this. Okay, oh, sorry, I'm gonna give sorry. it a zero. I'm giving that a zero. I'll give it a half. For effort. Yeah. <laughs> you tried. Hey everybody, we've got some celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags coming up after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071 streaming live at mytalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hi. Wow. You feeling a little hot and bothered over there trainer? Yeah. I want to find out. <laughs> let's ish. Let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about those, uh, D bags. Cookies. Yes. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. It's my favorite, favorite, favorite of all time. Oh my God, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, is she your D-bag? Well, she's not really my D-bag. This is a light D-bag scenario, but People Magazine for making me give a crap about this story, but I had to read more. Um, Did you see we missed this story Mm -hmm. uh, when we were talking previously about Jennifer Lawrence? Um, But she talks about, in a new podcast, because she's talking again, that she confronted Anderson Cooper over a joke he made at her expense about that Oscar fall. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those things I just love that celebrities do. So, um, this was in 2013. Do you want to... 2013, yeah. 2013. Do you want to just remind the audience about Jennifer Lawrence falling up the stairs? So, this was the year that uh, Jennifer Lawrence won the Best Actress Oscar for her role in... Was it Silver Linings Playbook? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And she had that beautiful big ball gown on. And uh, there were about, I don't know, seven steps to get up to the stage for her to accept her award. And she went up two steps and then tumbled down and fell and sort of sat there for a hot second before, you know, somebody got up out of the audience. I think it helped her up. And then she went up and she was clearly not expecting 
to win. And she was a little, you know, and I mean, as one would be if you tripped up the steps at the Oscars during your big moment. Yeah. She was a little uh, kerfuffled. And she and she kind of says as much in this um, podcast right. that she did. It's Heather McMahon's Absolutely Not podcast. Quote, I was I was I was ready for it. I was very nervous and also very superstitious. I didn't want to acknowledge the possibility that I would win. I didn't want to write down a speech. I had everything in my head. I was very, very nervous, but I was ready. All the adrenaline clears out, and they call my name, and I'm elated, and I'm in shock. And then I fell, and it erased everything from my mind. My full brain went blank. I can look back at it now fondly, but for a very long time, I was very sensitive. So what she's saying is, like, I was totally prepared, but when I fell, that, you know, pooped everything out of my brain, mm-hmm. which I guess that's totally relatable. Like, we could all see that happening. Right. Like, you I don't want to be that douche who carries their, like, fully, you know, written out speech. Although, can I just please implore celebrities everywhere to put something on paper in your pocket, even if you don't ever use it? Because you right. might just fall up the stairs. Right. right. It's true. And, you know, there it is totally relatable, right, that she's having her most embarrassing moment and then also is having like her most memorable moment all in the same moment. Yes, exactly. And you'll remember also that people gave, they kind of poked fun at her falling up the stairs. Like, Oh, of course, Jennifer Lawrence, you know, um, is a little bit of a hot mess because she was kind of like, uh, curating this notion of herself that she was aw shucks, just like a goofy gangly celebrity and or actress and didn't really have any intention of being a professional mm-hmm. who was highly successful and she just kind of like happened upon this career. Yeah, this is at the time when she would do her interviews and she would go completely blotto on the couch. Yeah. Um because she had all the tequila that was made available to her at the backyard at the backstage bar. And talk about how much she loved the Kardashians. Right. So she was just like us, you guys, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was the context within which Anderson Cooper then uh when he was on CNN a few days later saying, "Well, she obviously faked the fall." Now he said that to, about her, mm-hmm. right? And I'm just going to cut him some slack, even though Anderson Cooper sometimes maybe doesn't need slack to be cut. Mm -hmm. But if you and I, I don't remember what we said at the time, but I could very much see myself saying the same thing. I don't remember if we said it either, but I think certainly it was like a possibility in the world. Yeah. Um, And then she relates this story where I guess she confronted him. Um, She goes, uh... I'll tell you what, I saw him at a Christmas party and I let him know. My friend told me a vein was bulging out of my eyes. He apologized. I think we're good friends now. On my end, we're all good. What I led with was, have you ever tried to walk up the stairs in a ball gown? So then how do you know? He apologized immediately and said he didn't know and gave his one, this wonderful apology. I was all fired up. He probably told everyone I was psycho, which I just love because she does that thing again where she's like, I totally got in his face and was rude about right. it. But it's like in in like a like I'm not a professional actress who has been stuck. Did you just touch your face? Oh no! I oh geez. What? Oh no! She got a ghost pepper. Stop rubbing your eyes. eyes! I'm not rubbing them. I'm trying to water them from our cheat day Friday. Okay, that we but did that was segment. the problem, honey. Use a napkin or something. Don't use your fingers. Uh huh. Oh, they're not in there anymore. I'm trying to make the eyes water. Okay, keep what talking. Is she doing? Keep I, talking. I don't know what she's doing, but I don't keep know. talking. She's right. melting Maybe. down. Yeah. Um, but anyway, again, in the delightful retelling of the story, it's so perfectly Jennifer Lawrence, right? Like, she couldn't just tell him, yeah, that was kind of a douchey thing to say to me. She had to say that her veins were bulging and he probably thought she was, quote, psycho. Right. 
Right. It couldn't just be like a, and then I wrote him a letter. Yeah, because I'm had sure, to be its I'm own sure Anderson Cooper scene. was like, girl, it's show business. Mm-hmm. I like, also love the part of that whole story where she's like, I think we're good friends right now. Yeah, everything's fine on my end, which means they don't have any relationship. And also, it's show business, man. Yeah. Like, are you really going to go up to Anderson Cooper and be like, I'm really ticked off at what you said about me? I what? would give him a hard time. For sure. I'd be like, oh, w- let's put you in a ball gown and some shoes and make you walk up the stairs, you know, coop. And then have a good laugh about it yeah. because you understand Anderson Cooper's role in the in- entertainment industrial complex. Yeah. Also, this whole moment that we're in right now is so very Jennifer Lawrence. I'm not sure why, though. I'm not sure why we're doing this moment. Does she have a project? There's something happening. Or here's here's my... Well... This is my theory. I hope your theory... Tell me your theory. Okay. So my theory is a couple things. One, remember why she left acting was to be an activist... Oh, yeah. A pol- like a politically motivated activist. And there's something happening soon. I don't know if you know about this. So, like, she's reappearing because she never really delivered on that. Yeah. But she also, certainly did not. I also just think she's trying to get her, like, this is like phase two of her paparazzi walks. Well, do you remember why she disappeared? It wasn't because she was oh, going to be political. It was because of Harvey Weinstein. Well, and that was the was, reality of it. That yeah, we, what yeah. was what was the... Like for the lay audience, why would she be disappearing around the time that Harvey Weinstein took a face plant? Because there are some blind item purveyors who have led us to believe that perhaps she had accepted some of the advances of um, Harvey Weinstein in exchange for some of the roles that she has been awarded. Having the opportunity to trip up in her ball gown. For example, very specifically. Yeah. I'm just saying that's what blind items have said. But the thing, the public, the public message when she left acting or said, I'm going to take a break. The public message was, I'm taking a break so that I can focus on my activism. And the activism very specifically that she was going to be focusing on was a, was around uh, politics and voting, etc. And now we're sort of in that season. However, she's not talking about that stuff very much. She's just talking about herself. What's interesting is if you go back, there is a story from February of 2019 and uh, excuse me, 2020. Um, Now I wonder how much coronavirus has had an impact on this headline. This was in W Magazine. Jennifer Lawrence will emerge from retirement with a Netflix comedy. Oh, interesting. So the other thing is, uh, I just want to double back to the reason why she left. So the rumors and the blind items were saying maybe she was a little too close to Harvey Weinstein, uh, as was comfortable in the post-Me Too moment. But also, I think that whether that's true or not, the perception that she perhaps was a... um, an actress receiving roles beyond her ability. That was very much an accurate perception or or I should say not accurate. Um, What I'm trying to say is that that was an actual perception Mm -hmm. that people had that she was kicking out her coverage Mm -hmm. and that she needed to take some time off so as to deflate some of that expectation for her and her career Mm -hmm. and that that would give a person an opportunity to say like okay maybe go away for a year to make people you know forget about make them miss you yeah exactly yeah 
Yeah. What were you going to say, Holly? I'm sorry I stepped on your toes. Oh, no, I was just going to say the same thing. I mean, we've had those conversations before where she was being cast in movies and roles that were meant for people at least maybe 15 years older mm-hmm. than her. And Right, like her role for Joy. Yes. She was a supposed to be like a middle-aged mom. Right. And she had, she was fresh off the tail of the Hunger Games when she played an appropriately aged uh, character. It was a very odd odd thing. Um, I do want to tell you she does have one project in the can. I do not know. At this point, it's called the Untitled Lila I don't even know how to say the last name project. And then she has two things in pre-production and then she has uh, a role in Bad Blood announced. So she's it's so obvious she's starting to kind of get out there and that might be why we're starting to hear some stuff out of her yeah i mean it's entirely i mean it's clear that she wants us to be talking about her otherwise she wouldn't be doing these interviews and she wouldn't be showing up on people's podcasts that's true uh okay do you want to know who my d-bag is yeah the duggars it's the duggars you guys what okay they're still a thing i am i'm trying i i i i need to follow this story a little bit better because i sort of write off all duggars it's it's a thing that i do (laughs) Um, what do you mean you write that? You just don't. I just don't pay attention. Like yeah. I, I'm, I'm duggered out. Like okay. I just couldn't anymore with the duggers. But I started to see Jill Duggar Dillard's name pop up in, um, in tabloids, and I know enough about the duggers to be dangerous. So what I know about Jill Duggar Dillard, and she's the one, by the way, that there have been blind items about her husband Derek Dillard. Is that the one that like? Where they went to do mission work. Uh, yes. In a, yes. Okay. So, and but like we didn't know where. Okay. Here's the deal, though. And this is the reason why she's in, in um, headlines right now. She is starting to really publicly separate herself from the Duggars, um, which is like in Duggar world, cl- pearl clutching. Like you don't do that if you are a Duggar, right? Yeah, because they're all just one big happy family. So the story is, though, that... She when 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 uh, nineteen kids and counting wrapped, and I think that part of the reason that like started to wrap had everything to do with the Duggar brother who got himself into all kinds of trouble with that Ashley Madison scandal. Yeah, so the one who's, who who like touched molested his, sister. his sisters. Yeah. yeah. So at that point, two of the other Duggars, two Duggars, kind of Jill and Jessa Duggar, they went off and did their own thing. It was called Jill and Jessa counting on and this was the story of how they were starting their own families well jill duggar dillard um is now like coming out publicly saying hey guys uh i did that that show and my dad jim bob duggar was the one who was being paid and the money was being then distributed through him to the duggars and she didn't get paid at all to oh, do that's classy right she didn't get paid at all to do that show which was a major ratings uh you know was major ratings for tlc um jim bob was the primary payee for 19 kids and then counting on which came with an estimated twenty five thousand to forty five thousand dollars per episode paycheck but jill says to people magazine she never received any comp- compensation until she quit the show in 2017 and they got legal representation 
And uh, they went at Jim Bob for the money. And she says it was a process. But even then, when she got paid, it only amounted to a minimum wage paycheck for her. Would you like a blind oh. item to go <gasps> along with this before? Yes. Yes. Patriarch of, of this extremely large, still sometimes reality family requires that all money earned by anyone in the house under the roof be turned over to him. He's made millions off the kids and he's not sharing. Mm. I have so many thoughts that are inside my heart that will stay inside. I will say it's shocking to see pictures of Jill Duggar Dillard on the cover of or on I just this. feel like she needs to drop the Duggar part like we get it. But like that's too many syllables. I Duggar know. Dillard. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. But I will say the thing that is shocking. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Uh, and uh, we've got a publicationship to talk about. Oh, do we? What's a publicationship, Bradley? It's a relationship for publicity. And what is a Shamila? Schlamazel, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. It's a Sean Mendez and a Camila Cabello. And um, why, Bradley, is it, this is a quiz, why is it that we are uh, seeing a resurgence of Shamila stories? Well, Sean Mendez chiefly has a documentary that's coming out and is doing some music and things, and she's got like this movie career she's trying to make happen, so... Well, um, they've reached another level of desperation. Oh, good. To try to get attention. The headline today, and it's a big headline, Camila Cabello gets her shortest haircut ever. Oh, my God. You guys, she what? cut her hair, and it's headline news, actually. Why is that headline news? Headline news. Um, well, m- my first guess is because, oh, my gosh, there's nothing else going on in pop culture and celebrity gossip. Um, but my second guess is because somebody's paying them to write about this because, as you mentioned, Sean Mendez has this new um, documentary and all this new music dropping. So I would just like somebody to do, okay, so kids out there who maybe you've been learning from home lately, you're in college, you're trying to come up with your uh, senior thesis or your PhD or whatever, um, I need you to do a study on celebrities tracking celebrities name mentions in Mm -hmm. stories and when they have actual projects out because it is so obvious that they are using their relations so this is the definition of a publicationship because people will say to us "Ah, they're just two kids in love look i am not dumb they might be doing it i don't know they might actually braid each other's hair at night that's fine my point is our point is here on the colleen and bradley show publicationship just means they're using their relationship for publicity and we only talk about these two when they have an actual 
um, project in the works or Mm -hmm. that they're trying to get attention for. It is the fact that they use that relationship. Now, this particular story about her short haircut is not necessarily referencing her relationship. Oh, but but it is. Oh, okay, good. Tell me more. So it is. So she posted this picture of her new haircut uh, on her Instagram. And uh, she was like, lost my short hair virginity. I've had long hair all my life. It's time to feel the air on these shoulders, baby. This is what she wrote in the caption. Well, what what do the celebrities do? What do they love to do? Lie? I don't know why. They like to hop into the comments then. Oh, And the algorithm, because they've got the blue check verified, makes it so that you see them, right? So now they're going to flirt in the comments. He jumped into the comments section, that being he being Sean Mendez, and said, photocred. So she went back and changed her caption to, to accommodate his request of being credited for being the one who took the picture. Mm. Okay. Then a couple minutes later, she shared uh, another picture of her wrapping her legs around Sean Mendez and, uh, and she captioned it. (laughs) (laughs) So again, they're using their Instagram to flirt and show that part publicly, right? Because that way you don't have to rely on the, the paparazzi to catch you on your zombie walks. You just have verbal uh, makeout sessions back and forth on each other's Instagrams. So he did get involved in it. He inserted himself in it so that we would be talking about him and not just her short hair. Can I also take issue with one other thing? Talk about the scene that she's in for this picture. I always have a thing about like the composition of people's pictures. And, well, like, it's an alley. She's in an alley. A dumpster at the end of yeah. that alley. I'm like, could you have? But this is just real, man. It's just it life. Yeah, she's just, just you know, living in an alley with just, a dumpster. There's just a dumpster present. I mean, whatever. I, that's to me. That's symbolic of. What I just feel we bad for the sanitation this. workers. Have to drive all the way down that alley to get the dumpster because it's all the way at the end. Well, also, do you see? I don't know. Okay, so I thought way too much work. about. I thought way too much about this alley too because look at they've got those beautiful string lights like strung yeah, up. Are there. people like sitting in the alley yeah, next to the dumpster? Maybe because of coroners. I don't know. Anyway, so that's the phase we're in right now with Camila Cabello and uh, Sean Mendez. She will be using her Instagram to help him promote this project as long as needed. You just want to remind people that like, he's a human and the way you do that is to show him in human relationships. Again, it really doesn't even matter if they're just besties because I will say they just look like besties and they've always just looked like friends. So I... I am not buying the whole romance thing, but, you know, go off. Be you, kids. Be you. Do you. Um, you know, let's also remind people what happens next week right here on My Talk 1071. Uh, it's Project Down in Dirty yes! Time, you guys. Have you got your tickets yet? Okay, so we are, you. those tickets, by the way, all $10, and that is, by the way, a steal. All $10 of your ticket price will go to the charity partners that we have partnered with to help raise money during this year's Project Down and Dirty classic radio drama. And again, that $10 ticket, what you're paying for, is the opportunity to watch us do War of the Worlds in a video link that will be, uh, that will be, given to you on Friday evening and you can watch it all the way through the weekend as many times as you want or not at all. We don't care, but we want you to buy tickets and you can do that just by going to mytalk1071.com 
and uh, go to the Project Down and Dirty page. It is simple. Um, there will be all kinds of fun ways for you to engage all the way through the week next week. Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun. Join and us. you will be able to hear the product of our endeavors uh, on My Talk 1071. Okay, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, which beverage would you give the boot to? Which beverage deserves to be canceled? 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls and chat about that after this on My Talk 1071. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit shipped.com. That's S-H-I-P-T dot Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.